This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. We want to welcome you to join us for another lesson in Bible Basics, and the topic of The Thief on the Cross. On a bright and shiny Monday morning, as I sat drinking my coffee and browsing through some YouTube videos, I saw at least five Sunday morning sermons all titled The Thief on the Cross. I was surprised that each one was trying to build a case for salvation through belief alone. They were adamant that this thief was one moment cursing Jesus only to moments later believe that he was the Christ and escorting Jesus to paradise. One preacher even mocked the situation by having a pre-interest discussion between the angel that was guarding the gate, and the thief. The angel asked questions on what doctrine he believed to justify salvation, only to have the thief respond, I don't know. The guy hanging on the middle cross, he said I could come. Imagine. These preachers made it quite clear that under their doctrine, all that is needed was believing in Jesus. They literally said there was no sinner's prayer, no repentance, no obedience, no love for God, no baptism. Just believe. One speaker made that exact statement, in fact. But we have to ask, what does the Bible teach? First, let's look at the thief on the cross. We have two accounts given to us in Scripture. One is found in Matthew 27, verse 44, which reads, The thieves also, which were crucified with him, uh, cast their, the same in his teeth. This is the account used to prove that both thieves had cursed Jesus, but the verse does not say that. In the Greek text, the word translated thieves is uh, lestes, and it is singular. The S on the end does not represent the plural tense. In fact, it's silent when pronounced. When you continue to read the text of the King James Version, you see this. Cast the same in his singular teeth. Of the two malefactors on the cross with Jesus, only one cursed him, as seen in Luke's account. You see, Luke gives a fuller accounting of the incident by stating, and one of the malefactors who were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. But the other one answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing that thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Luke chapter 23, verses 39 through 43. Luke shows that just one of the malefactors cursed him, and the other argued Jesus' case of innocence. We know nothing of that thief's prior knowledge or understanding of Jesus or salvation. 
What we do know is that he believed Jesus to be the Lord and that he would have a kingdom in which this thief desired to be remembered in. The thief's statement would show a repentant heart. So, first off, the thief believed. He confessed Jesus as Lord, and he repented. He had a change of heart. But what about his sins? Well, the thief died under the old law. The Christian dispensation, the church, was not established until the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. So what about the sins of the thief? How did he find forgiveness of sin? What about baptism? Well, again, Jesus is the answer to that question. In all three synoptic gospels, God recorded for our learning that Jesus had the power to forgive sins. Matthew 9, verse 6, Mark chapter 2, verse 10, Luke chapter 5, verse 24. Jesus in those final moments had the power to forgive the repentant thief of all of his sins. Hanging on the cross, the thief had little time or opportunity to commit more sins before his execution was completed. So you see, salvation would be his. But what about us? Too many today want to take and put their hopes in that thief on the cross who died before the kingdom came. Well, we no longer live under that old law. And Jesus is not walking the earth to forgive our sins as he did to that thief physically. So, we must obey the New Testament gospel. We must believe that Jesus is the Son of God, John chapter 8, verse 24. We must repent of our sins, Luke 13, 3 and Acts 17, 30. We must confess him as the Son of God, Matthew 10, 32 and 33, Romans 10, 9 and 10. And regardless of the doctrines of men, we must be baptized for the remission of sin. Mark 16, 15, 16, Acts 2, 38, Acts 22, 16. You see, that is God's plan. What has to be known at this point of our conversion, once I'm baptized, I have to know that I'm a sinner, Romans 3, 23 that my sins separated me from my God, Isaiah 59, 1 and 2, and Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who died for my sins. That is all that is needed now. But I have to be baptized for the remission of sins. And then I must begin to grow in Christ by studying the Scriptures. Now, now, now that salvation has been Granted, because of the forgiveness of sin, I must expand my knowledge so that I can learn how to live that Christian life. Where are you in your relationship with Christ? What can we do for you on your road to heaven? I want to thank you for joining us in our study this morning, and we hope to see you again next week for another Lessons in Bible Basics. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org.
You can find all of our podcasts on all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.